This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. What is up? It is Wednesday, July 14th. Thanks for being here. I'm Jerem Jordan, alongside uh, spirit animal wrangler, Jason Shepard. When people talk about spirit animals, you know, you think of uh, lions, things like that, right? Like the hawk, yeah. maybe? I, I think I, of Patronuses. But that's I, I have never thought of Jerem Jordan being a spirit animal. I had however last, last night until last night. Yes. However, you apparently are somebody's spirit animal. Would you like to explain? Sure. Walter Peterson, my guy now, uh, listening to BYSN with my wife, and she goes, Jerem Jordan is your spirit animal <laughs> as they count down 53 <laughs> days to BYU Arizona on September 4th. I don't even know what to think about that. I think that's a compliment. Well, since they brought it up, shall we? Hit it. Countdown to the Wildcats. 52 days. Okay, so you're telling me on Friday, which will be the top 100, by the way. 50, what, top 100 plays. 50 days, baby. 50 days It's real away. now. It's on. Like, listen, the countdown was my idea originally. Loved it. At some point, I got tired of doing 287 in February or whatever. Look, I know you you're didn't, talking to the wrong guy because I, I would do it as soon as. But I am in now. I am in that we're like sub 100. I am in. Let's go. Back to spirit animals. What is oh. your spirit animal? A cougar. <laughs> Isolated, solo, maniacal, dude. Brutal. People call you dude, like in the like in the video. I remember <laughs> oh, the, cougar. Oh, the cougar. Dude, 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 dude. 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 Yeah, <laughs> my spirit animal is the meerkat. Is it really? Only because I have an unhealthy fascination with the now defunct social media platform meerkat. One time during the show, I was live on meerkat the whole show, <laughs> just right in. Front That's of my me. go-to joke. No one social media it. platform is meerkat. Is it? Can you still access it? I, I don't know. Yeah, here's your show lineup. <laughs> uh, we'll be full of defunct ideas as well. Where does the starting BYU QB need to be ranked at the end of the season for BYU football to win eight plus? And is that Jaron Hall, right? Jake Keefs will join us fresh off of Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior. How about He's a ninja now? Well, we're not going to be able to see him, I guess. We'll have him on the, the phone, I guess, uh, to discuss that and the BYU quarterbacks. My latest 10 and 10 features the top running backs Cougars will face this year. There's some good ones. And which BYU football helmet are you most excited about this season? We'll serve that up as well as these headlines right now. We start with football. Center James Empey and kicker Jake Oldroyd were named to the Athlon Sports 2021 preseason All-American team. Congratulations to both. Last season, Empey anchored BYU's outstanding offensive line, while Oldroyd was a perfect 13-for-13 on field goals. Cam Miller of Pro Football Network joined us yesterday on the program, releases a ranking of all 130 FBS team's quarterbacks. BYU came in at 88th. Wow, that's disappointing. More on that in a moment. <laughs> ESPN's Joe Lenardi, your boy, with some very early bracketology, released his latest bracketology yesterday. He has BYU hoops as the second-to-last team in 
Lunardi has the Cougars uh, in the play-in game as a 12 seed against Seton Hall. So mark that matchup down today. It's happening. I love just being involved in that. I know. It you're just you're in. You're I read in. I read Joe's book a couple months ago. And it oh, was we're like, first name like, basis now. Yeah, we're we're homies. But yeah, it, it was about the process, and he was like, "I got to do some during the summer." It's just He's like, "You got to trust it." Yep, trust the process, right? Uh, Matt Harm signs two-year deal for German basketball team Fraport Skyliners in basketball Bundesliga. Best of luck to the WCC Defensive Player of the Year. Elijah Bryant and the Bucks host the Phoenix Suns tonight in Game 4 of the NBA Finals in Milwaukee. The Suns still leading that series two games to one. Milwaukee trying to even the series up. Tip-off on ABC is tonight at 9 Eastern. I'm still waiting for that ABC promo. Elijah Bryant and the Bucks take on. Cam Johnson and the Suns. Like, wait, wait, wait. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. The West Coast Conference women's soccer schedule is out. We have non-con and conference now, so we've got the full schedule. Cougars open conference play October 2nd at Gonzaga. Other notables include October 30th. That's one of my favorite days. At national champion Santa Clara. How about that? And the regular season finale at home against rival Pepperdine November 6th. It's going to be an amazing schedule. I'm pretty sure. Look at your shirt. Yeah, and I'm wearing and I'm wearing BYU soccer shirt. Rapping. Uh, I'm pretty sure I get that game at Santa Clara. Yes, we had a combo <laughs> the other day about who's calling what game, and that's very exciting. Yes, I'm very I'm very excited. Very excited about uh, about that opportunity. BYU catcher Abraham Valdez signing a professional contract yesterday with Mariachis de Guadalajara. What? Of the Mexican Baseball League. Mariachis de Guadalajara? Yes. I love that. It's awesome, right? Congratulations to Abe Valdez signing a pro contract. Also, how about Colton Shaver hitting a two-run home run in a Sugarland Skeeters win against the Tacoma Rainiers, your minor league affiliate? That's true. Triple A of the uh, Mariners. The Mariachis de Guadalajara. I'm so That's excited cool, right? for him. That's fantastic. Yes. Josue Dominguez qualifies to represent the Dominican Republic at the uh, Olympics and sets four national records in the process. Josue Dominguez is incredible. Congratulations. Keep an eye on him in the opening ceremonies here. And headline number nine, the most important one of the day. At the end of stroke play at the Utah State Amateur, Six BYU golfers finished in the top 25 with Elijah Turner finishing tied for second at five under par. So many BYU players involved in this. Turner and teammates Brock Goyen, Keanu Aquina, Max Brinchley, and David Timmons all advance to the match play portion today. How about that? Congratulations to those guys. All rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. Kirk Feller and the gang, what's up? Our homie, Cam Meller, a pro football network, ranks the BYU quarterbacks at 88. Let's think about that for a second. Let that sink in. That's behind Sean Chambers of Wyoming, Ken Settle at Vanderbilt, and a Kansas quarterback. (laughs) Whose no, name doesn't even deserve to be no, mentioned. No, no, no. And that's just the next three dudes. What's your reaction to that rank? No. <laughs> no. I Look, yesterday... I love Cam, but come on, man. Yesterday, Cam told us, you're probably not going to like her, because we tried to get him to mention it on the show. He was right. <laughs> he was right. We did not like it. There is a caveat, however, to what he's saying. Yes, he currently has Jaron Hall, Baylor, Romney, the combo there, as number 88. But I, I based off of how he explains it, 
I, I don't believe he thinks that they're going to stay there very long. It's July, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. You know, you know what it does? It it's gets, not fine. It's, you don't ever want to be 88. It's great. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Cam's, Cam made his list. It's awesome. It's informative. Whatever. He did say the following in the third paragraph talking about BYU. Hall also offers the Cougars offense the freedom to call their same successful plays from the last two and a half seasons with Wilson at the helm. Hall has drawn comparisons, at least athletically, to Wilson in terms of calling the same offensive game plan. He'll have to win the job while staying healthy for Cougar fans to see if that truly is the case. And if it is, we'll absolutely see Hall rocket up these rankings. Yes. Cam so gets, he's expecting... Cam gets it. Yes, he's expecting them to rise going to be the, the guy, ranks. and if he is the yes. guy, boom. Yes. So if Hall stays healthy, and that, that is the key with concussions, right? Mm-hmm. That's a concern for me. He's one play away from a real serious conversation that he probably even already had of, do I keep going or not? Because he had two in back-to-back games, you know, three weeks apart or something. Is he, uh, I guess, where does he need to be in this quarterback list ranking for BYU to win eight-plus games? For me, right off the bat, I think you certainly need to be top 40. Upper third. Yeah, upper, upper third. I, it, to me, you're, you're top 40 for sure, but kind of like right around 30, that's kind of where I anticipate this maybe playing out. And for BYU to be as successful as I think they want to be, I think that's about right. Anything higher than getting right around 30, I mean, that's, that's certainly – that's the icing Ambitious. on the cake. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Look, if, if you're top third of the college football quarterbacks, you're going to be successful. Your team is going to win mm-hmm. a lot of football games. And then when you put in the fact that this offense, we've already seen what it's capable of in terms of production, I like those rankings to certainly improve because of the offense that Jaron can run. Look, and I, like most people, believe it is going to be Jaron Hall. And again, it does come down to the health. If he can stay healthy, we have seen what he can do as the BYU quarterback. The starting quarterback, when we talk about it, is for Arizona. We're not really talking about after that because obviously you hope health remains. It's kind of assumed. But with a guy like Jaron Hall who had a hip injury that kept him out of 2020, and obviously had a couple concussions that took him out of, uh, you know, the bat, the last I guess three weeks and a bowl game of the season in 2019. That was tough. If Jaron Hall's healthy, Zach Wilson probably doesn't even come back until later in the season, honestly, because Zach's thumb was not healed from right. the Toledo injury, correct? And that's why he didn't play all that well against Idaho State and and maybe Hawaii in the bowl game a little bit, right? Still got enough points, but yeah, it's an interesting conversation. I, I agree with you. Upper third. And what do we expect from Jaron Hall in year one as the guy, if he is the guy, or Baylor Romney, if, if he's the guy, or Jacob Conover? That it's your first year as a full-fledged starter. Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney do have experience, but it's not that much more experience than Jacob Conover in games played. Okay. It's a couple. It's two starts each, right? Jacob Conover uh, told me a couple months ago in an interview, I'm used to being the underclassman guy trying to win the job. He said, I did that in high school. Um, and I'm prepared to try and do that here, right? So it, it's it's exciting. And if Jaron Hall can be the guy and let Aaron Roderick's offense guide him to success, I think that's great. I don't think BYU is going to be going, okay, hopefully Jaron Hall wins this for us. I, there's so many weapons that it's like, you know what you have? You have a good offensive line with Tyler Algier, a guy who's about to break out, according to Jason Shepard. <laughs> you have a bunch of And light- Cam Miller. And Cam Miller, who ranks BYU quarterbacks 88. Take it for what it's worth. <laughs> Love I Cam. agree on the one. Love, Don't like the other. Love Cam. I'm kidding. Yeah, we love Cam. Yes. Yes. Um, and 
I love Cam. I didn't like the 88. There you go. And all the options at wide receiver and tight end. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jaron Hall doesn't have to force the issue, which is exciting. If BYU lost a bunch of receivers and it was like new guys, it's like, oh, Jaron, you know what you got to do? You got to win this with your legs and your arm. Go. I don't feel that way. So upper third, I think, is realistic to be in the top 40. Top 30 would be impressive. That's one of the things that you, you just brought up. Jaron not feeling like he has to do everything. That's one of the things I'm most interested. If, if ultimately this does play out that Jaron Hall is the starting quarterback, we saw with him, it's, it's almost like the Taysom Hill situation that we talked about for years while Taysom was here, is he can run the ball so well that he does it maybe a little too quickly. So I, I and he evolved. Yes, he and he evolved. Yes, but he was still such a strong runner. Yes, why, why would you? you use why that? would you take that away? So I am yes. curious yes. where Aaron Roderick finds the balance with that because even when in the games that Jaron started and played, we you could see how effective he is as a runner at the quarterback position. So I am very curious to see that balance because it is a completely different situation from the offensive line that he was, that he was behind two years ago and the weapons around him. He, he, does he feel the need that he even needs to do that as much? I don't want to overblow one half of football, but Aaron Roderick did bring up that the first half against Utah State was one of the best halves he had seen a quarterback play. In his experience. He was phenomenal against the Aggies. Those stats on November 2nd, 2019, which is the last game Jaron Hall has played. 12 of 16, 214 pass yards, 7 rushes for 54 yards, 2 rushing touchdowns. He was pacing for a 400-100. Do you know, within three games, how many of those prior to 2020 have ever happened in FBS? A 400-100 for a quarterback. Within three, go. Uh, 10. Yep, you got it. 12. 12 prior to 2020. I don't know if any happened in 2020. That's incredible. Right? That's Adam that's Amin then tweeted at me and elite, said I called two of those. Elite. Taysom Hill is one of those 12. Our question of the day, which BYU football helmet are you most ex- looking forward to? Lots of options. The chrome's in, the royal, the navy, the white, the gif face mask. Lots of options. Let's get to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation. On BYU Sports Nation. At J underscore Royal 09. The new Navy and Royal helmets are awesome, but the Royal helmet with the gray face mask, that's the GIF, yes. is straight fire. It is pretty awesome. They're all awesome. Is there a, there's not a bad one. It's just no, which no, no, one no. you like the yes. most. Yes, absolutely. Wait, what's your answer? Uh, want me to answer now? Oh, I wait, thought we were oh, doing that later. later. Oh, that's a whip item. Thank yes. you. We don't want to. Let's not. We're going to bury that. Yes. To later. I surprise myself with my answer because it's not it's that. not how I normally think. Oh, okay. I look forward to that. That's called a tease. That is called a tease. This is also a tease. Coming up, who is the best professional cougar playing right now? Ooh, like like right now at 10.14 a.m. No, Mountain get, Time. Get out of that here. That is not the part of the question. And Jay Keeps will join us coming up on his performance in Ninja Warrior, Puka Nakua. What does he think of him in the BYU quarterback situation? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Dr. Allison. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
The newest Deep Blue podcast is out featuring Lee Kamar. Does he still play basketball? How he came to Provo in the first place, plus his European career and coaching with both the BYU men's and women's hoops teams. You can listen on the BYU Radio app or where podcasts are found. We are in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Jeremy Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. Okay, after Zach Wilson's freshman year, there were a couple of people who were really high on him. Yesterday we talked to Cam Miller, who, uh, you know, Called him uh, a tremendous player, and, and he's going to be a high draft pick, blah, blah, blah. Took the victory lap yesterday. Yes, he did. We're having another victory lap situation here today with former BYU quarterback Jake Heaps, uh, who after the 2018 season, freshman year, on August 20th, 2019, said the following. And to me, I'll just say this right out of the gate, Jerem. I believe that Zach Wilson is a first-round talent. Firmly believe wow. that. Um, I, and it's not overhyped. The kid has it. He's got the size. He has the arm talent. He has the athletic ability. Um, he's got things that I certainly didn't have. Um, I wasn't a dual-threat guy. But I believe that Zach Wilson, over time, um, has that ability to be a first-round pick. Well, well, well. Yes, he was. In fact, he was almost the... First overall pick. Uh, he was the second pick, of course. Jake Heaps now joins us uh, from ESPN 710 in Seattle. Uh, coaches at Elite 11, the Russell Wilson Quarterback Academy. That's my quarterback. Former BYU quarterback. And now he added Ninja Warrior to the resume this week. Jake, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, man. Congrats on uh, w- winning the Zach Wilson sweepstakes two years ago. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Super pumped to be back with you. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. It's fun when you get these predictions right, um, and uh, it turns out I'm a better evaluator than I am uh, than I was a player. Uh, but uh, you know, when it comes to guys like Zach Wilson, I had a unique background with him, just in the sense that I got a chance to see him coming out of high school at one of the Elite Eleven camps in Oakland, and this kid really stood out to me. Um, you know, it was it was funny because he went there, and his mindset he was just really kind of overwhelmed, excited to be there. Just, man, the Elite 11, the bigness of it. And he didn't necessarily, you know, blow the doors off of all the evaluators. But I really was impressed with what I saw from him. I go back, watch his film at Canyon Corner, and I'm like, I, I, I kid you not, guys. I'm like sitting by myself at my house, and I'm watching this film, and I'm almost like looking around like, how the heck is this kid not more highly recruited and at the time, he was a firm BYU, or he was a firm Boise State commit, and BYU hadn't really been much in the conversation at that point. You know, just kind of under the radar. I'm going, what the heck is BYU doing right now? Not pursuing <laughs> this kid even harder. And uh, and and I'm and I'm glad it worked out for BYU. And certainly, it wasn't a you know linear path for Zach Wilson at BYU. It wasn't the cleanest path to get to where he is, but. It was zero surprise to me to see where he's at. A tremendous talent, uh, had all the tools to, to be special uh, in the college game, and I'm really, really excited to see what he does with the New York Jets. Well, this is what always fascinates me, especially with players who get identified early, early in their career. And like you were saying, it was a situation where you saw him early and there was just something about him that stood out. What is it that allow? because when you're in those Elite 11 camps, everybody, for the most part, is pretty equal. They're all really, really good. So what is it about Zach or just the evaluation process that, that sometimes you can just spot things early? I'm fascinated by that. 
Yeah, there, there's a couple aspects that really stood out to me. Is one, a lot of these kids are really polished. You know, quarterback training is the norm now. When I was coming out of high school, it was still something that some kids did, but it was it was still unique. It was still rare uh, for every quarterback across the country to have their own trainer to be working with somebody. I was one of those guys just because I was such a gym rat and was such a seeker. Uh, but, uh, you know, Zach was more of kind of the opposite way. He had done some trainings, but, but just really raw. And one of the things that really stood out to me was his athleticism, how explosive he was, how twitchy he was, whether it was running the football, whether it was throwing the football. And you really do some, you know, upside projections with Zach Wilson. And it's really, if he goes to the right system, if he's in the right place, he has the right ecosystem around him offensively from a coaching staff perspective, man, this kid could really turn into something special. And so his ceiling was extremely, extremely high compared to some of these other quarterbacks that, yeah, they might have been further along in the process at the high school level, but you know their, their upside, their ceiling uh, wasn't much greater than where they were at that current time. And so those are the things that stood out to me about Zach Wilson uh, the other thing that stood out to me about him is, you know, I had a chance to train him again after his freshman year, uh, and it, just the confidence, the, the the natural confidence that he has in himself that isn't forced, that isn't, uh, you know, something that he tries to show off to everybody. It's just who he is, and that is a unique, special trait that you have to have as a quarterback these days. Uh, the, all the great ones have it, but especially when it comes to the days of social media and social platforms and all the, uh, you know, the famous uh, uh, UIU chat rooms and all this stuff. I mean, you just got to have an incredible, you know, confidence in who you are and really have a great understanding of who you are and not, you know, get your validation from other people around you. Talking to Jay Keeps on BYU Sports Nation. Obviously, you were on Ninja Warrior this week. Uh, you know, you were hoping to finish and move on. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Whatever. What would, how'd you get that invite and what was that experience like? Let me be clear, okay? Let me be clear. My hope was to get past the first obstacle. That was my <laughs> goal right then and there. It was funny. They take you through the process, guys. They, they, you don't get to run the course. You don't get to try out different things. You don't even know what the course is going to be until you show up. So when you talk about these athletes that make it through these ninjas, I mean, it is incredible what these guys do. So if you're sitting there on your couch and you're watching these guys, you're going, Ah, nah, I could do that. Ah, I could do that. No, you can't. Like, like <laughs> just trust me, you can't. And they're walking me through the course, and they're taking me step by step. Here's the rules. Here's this and that. And they get to about op- obstacle number two, obstacle number three. And in my mind, I'm going, guys, you really don't need to take me past the other part of the courses because uh, I'm not getting that far. But I'm just nodding my head along like, yep, yep, got it. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. If I get to this point, I'll totally nail that. Um, but it's incredible what they do. Uh, it was such a fun experience. I got a call, guys, out of the blue, just driving home, got a call, answered it, uh, and, uh, hey, this is one of the producers for American Ninja Warrior. We'd love to have you on the show. Uh, we're going to be filming here in, in Washington, and, and we love your story and all that. And I was like, Are you, this is who? Are you kidding me? Uh, and and I, it was too, it was too great of an opportunity to pass up. Uh, the, although there was a lot of fears and a lot of anxiety about, gosh, what are people going to say about me? And this is totally completely out of my comfort zone. 
uh, I just went for it, and I'm really glad I did. It was such a fun experience. It was it, it was a blast. When you got that call, you probably thought you were getting punked by a buddy or something. Like, I did. <laughs> I did. I totally did, guys. And, and I texted my wife, and I said, you'll never believe who called me. And she's like, no. Like, is it, are you sure they're not trying to, like, get to somebody else that you, that, you know, other people that you know or whatever? I'm like, thanks, babe. I appreciate the support. You <laughs> they know, confidence. Thank you wrestle. so much. They wanted to wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> well, how, yeah, exactly. Jake, how do you even train for this? Because as you mentioned, you didn't even get a chance to see the obstacle course. And it's not like, like there are people who are in really good shape that, that aren't going to be in good enough shape to be able to do something like that. I've even seen a lot of the participants in this, they'll create their own obstacle course at home or somewhere to be able to train for stuff like that. How did, how did you even train to be able to do this? Well, to be honest, guys, this has been such a phenomenon in terms of American Ninja Warrior and such a special, unique community. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, the nicest people, they're competitors, but they are the nicest people you'll come across. It's a very supportive community. Um, and so when I announced that I was going to do it, there was actually a couple uh, ninja gyms, believe it or not, that, uh, that were around here that reached out to me and said, hey, we would love to train you uh, if you want to do it. Uh, and, and, you know, took them up on that offer, obviously. But there are, you know, people that are setting stuff up in their backyards now. There's uh, gyms specifically solely for these purposes. Um, and, guys, it is training unlike anything you've ever done. It's all about grip strength. It's all about your forearms, your shoulders. Uh, if anybody sits there and tries to say, if I was ever in a situation where I was hanging off a cliff and my life depended on it, I would hold on no matter, no matter what. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're probably going to fall off. Like That's probably the end because the amount of grip strength you have to have to you know, be successful in, in American Ninja Warrior, it's, it's incredible. And I'll never forget the first workout that I did. A lot of it's dead hanging, uh, pull-ups, uh, holding on ropes, all these things. And my guys, my forearms were completely blown out. I couldn't even, I could barely pick up a pen uh, after I was done with this workout. Uh, so it was, it, was, it was an incredible experience. So much respect for uh, the ninjas uh, that participate in this every year. Uh, it, it was it was a very eye-opening experience, but it was so much fun to get in a competitive environment again, to have the adrenaline running uh, before you go out. And guys, to be honest, the, the most special thing for me was seeing my family up there on the screen watching me do this. My my you know son Jackson, four year old at the time, and my son Bodie, one you know, and my and my wife cheering me on. Like I got emotional, you know. I'm sitting there like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Uh, you know, it just was such a cool moment, and uh, I'm really glad we got to experience that and share it together. We're talking to Jay Keeps on BYU Sports Nation. I was going to watch Vertical Limit later, but I apparently am not after that, uh, you know, uh, chat with Jake. Um, I wanted to ask you about Puka Nakua, a little off the radar, obviously transferring from Washington to BYU. You pay attention to UW and the Huskies, of course, there in Seattle. What kind of player is he? Because we think he could be the leading receiver this year. Kid from Warham goes to Washington, transfers back to BYU, comes home, as we like to say. But uh, we have high ex- expectations for Puka. What do you think of him? Well, you should have high expectations for Puka. Um, you know, I was, I, I've had the unique opportunity to see him up close and personal. You guys all know Ross Oppo uh, and the great work he does there uh, with a lot of the receivers and skill position guys uh, there in Utah. And, and so I had a chance to see Puka get to know him quite a bit, actually, before 
he committed to UW, and I, I thought he was tremendously talented and tremendously special. And it just unfortunately it didn't work out here at UW, not, not because of Puka, but because of this offense and what they were running here at UW. It just didn't, just didn't highlight his strengths. I, I thought he was right to transfer out to go to BYU to, to be in an offense that's a little bit more explosive, that's going to pass the ball more. And uh, your guys' expectations that he's the leading receiver, I think, are very justified. And I think that he's going to live up to that billing. So I'm very excited for Puka. Uh, and, and I think uh, he, he's going to do great things there at BYU this year. Uh, they're, they're, he has all the talent in the world to, to be able to get that done. The question, Jake, is which quarterback is going to be throwing passes to Puka and the rest of the receivers this year? You obviously uh, certainly qualified uh, to talk about quarterbacks and quarterback battles at BYU. What do you make of the three quarterbacks vying for the starting job in Jaron Hall, Baylor Romney, and the freshman Jacob Conover? Yeah, it's a really unique situation, guys, because once you head into training camp with not two but three it's already hard enough as it is with two. You get three involved. Uh, it can. I just got to be honest with you. It, it concerns me uh, to the point where how are you divvying up those reps? How long are you divvying up those reps? Because the quite honest truth is, is that you didn't get spring ball. You didn't get the opportunity to get these guys reps and to really you know filter this thing out and get down to two quarterbacks at this point in time. So how long are you going to play with that? If you're the offensive staff, if you're if you're Aaron Roderick, because you've got to narrow this thing down, you've got to get a starter prepared and ready uh, if you want to be successful this season, and and so that's going to be a unique challenge. Jaron Hall obviously has very unique traits; his athletic ability uh, really brings a lot to the table. And I think that if you're just looking at upside, Jaron Hall is a guy that I think you might be pulling for quietly behind the scenes. Uh, obviously with Baylor Romney and, and uh, Jacob Conover, those are two traditional pocket passers that can run the system uh, that I think can do a good job. You worry about Jacob Conover just being a freshman, but he's got a unique sense and confidence about him that I, I think he could pull it off and, and be successful. I've been around him before, and I, and I really like him. Uh, and, and I think Baylor Romney, uh, he's got the leg up on everybody just through the experience of being able to start an actual game. Uh, and play against legit competition. But my only concern about Baylor, and this is, again, they've not had practice, so this is not Baylor's fault, is, all right, you've had this leg up in competition and experience, and yet you haven't pulled away in the minds of the coaches. So that part of it concerns me as well. So overall, I think that these are three capable guys that can really be successful within your program, but it's a matter of time. It's a matter of reps. And if we're past two weeks, guys, and there's not a definitive answer on where we're at, I'm going to be a little bit concerned. Yeah, I agree. And and asked Aaron Roderick as much, like, how long until you figure this out? Because I would think you'd want two weeks of number one reps going to that guy. So we'll see what happens. But uh, just a couple weeks away from fall camp, we look forward to it. Jake, congratulations on uh, getting on Ninja Warrior, and we appreciate the time, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Anytime. Uh, and uh, always a blast. So thank you, and uh, have a good rest of your day. Okay, thanks. Jake Heaps on BYU Sports Nation. He does great work with uh, ESPN 710 uh, in Seattle. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's made a nice li- – like, He has carved out a fantastic so, post-playing career. So he's on the radio in Seattle. He also trains quarterbacks with the Russell Wilson Academy. 
Hey, that's not a bad place to that's be. That's not a bad place to be. Yeah, I'm and, happy and great, for Jake Heaps. Great insight. One thing maybe he didn't know, BYU did have a spring ball, but his point is right of like, hey, if you're the guy, you didn't pull away. Right. Um, so, which means, hey, uh, it was great that BYU has all this talent, but they're pretty neck and neck. That's a good thing and a bad thing. It would have been nice to have the summer of just like, yep, this guy's the guy, whoever it is. Uh, but I think they need to make that decision pretty quickly internally. Whether they announce that or not is different. But uh, we'll see. When Taysom Hill and Tanner Mangum in 2016 battled out for a couple days, it was quickly said Taysom right. Hill's the guy. Hey, look, and like, that very well, we, may, that very well we'll may be the case. Or we just, we just won't know until we get there. Based on our conversation on Media Day with Aaron Roddick, I think they won't actually announce it until that guy rolls out on the first series. That's how tight I think this staff wants to keep it. But we'll see. All right, coming up, Jerem's 10 in 10. Since it's Jerem's, I'm just going to take the segment off. <laughs> yeah, might, might as well. Uh, again, uh, which BYU hey! football helmet are you most excited about this season? Oh, Lots of options. Oh, that looks so nice. This is BYU Sports Nation featuring Jason in this episode. And for at least- this portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. He is Jason. I am Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let us quip it. The Cougar Whip Around is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. How about we start with some NWSL soccer? Ashley Hatch, oh, yeah. former Cougar, oh, yeah. one of the greatest BYU women's soccer players ever. Mm-hmm. She currently leads the NWSL with five goals this season. Is she the best former Cougar in their professional sport right now? She's pretty good. Yep. Um, I do think Fred Warner is the best. He's the number two linebacker in the NFL. That is pretty amazing. I think it's Fred. Ashley's definitely up there. Taylor Sanders, the captain of the USA Volleyball Olympic team, which is cool. Elijah Bryant's in the NBA Finals. Jim Fredette's still a pretty good player. Josue Dominguez with the DR in swimming. There's some great athletes. Ashley's certainly up there. Yeah, I agree with you. I believe it is Fred Warner. I mean... A lot of people think he is the best linebacker. And second is the Utah State guy, by the way. Yes. Bobby Wagner. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I believe the answer is Fred Warner. That's certainly not taking anything away from what Ashley Hatch has done as a professional. Yeah. Kevin Clune is ranked the 17th best linebacker coach in the country by Big Game Boomer, who continues to produce whip content almost every day. Are you surprised? Are we paying Big Game Boomer for stuff? I'm not going to say. Are you surprised? Are you Big Game Boomer? Don't you answer? You ask a question or answer a question with a question. With a question. Yeah. yeah. Are you surprised by this? Kevin Clune has not coached said BYU. Yeah, because yet. Yeah, right. We 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 don't know. Um, look, I like it though. I'll take it. Why not? I was really surprised that he was ahead of Don Pelham of UCLA and Al Washington. Uh, I don't know who these guys. Where's the Utah linebacker on this? Co- linebacker coach. Forty three. I'll take it. I will take it. Listen, when you've lost nine in a row, you'll take anything. Yes, okay? you'll take the, the small There's victories. There's desperation level there. <laughs> oh, oh, we've reached that point a long time ago. Like eight years. Eight years. <laughs> All right. According to Skull Sparks data, yep. BYU football ranks 37th in the nation in football programs by number of followers on official team Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook accounts. What do these social media numbers mean for BYU? As long as BYU has more than Utah in this, I'll be happy. BYU does not. They do not. And that surprises me. Well, I think the other teams and fans in the Pac-12 do that. I don't necessarily think it's Utah fans per se. That's my opinion. Probably a lot of bots, too. 
so many bots. They just paid for them. Bot, bots. Exactly. Paid for the bots with all that Pac-12 money. So much money coming in from Quadrix. Which of the BYU football helmets? Okay, I like this. One. Are you most excited to see this year? This is our question of the day. I've waited on pins and needles for your answer. I know that's got to hurt. It does. Hurry up. Okay, I have always been royal guy. That is the that is the BYU of my youth. You're the Kalani. I have always loved the royal. Okay. Like that's that's BYU football. Loyal to the royal. When I saw the all navy uniforms, yep. I was sold. The so Matt I'm going with too? I am going with the all navy helmet. I, that okay. is so classy, and I surprised myself because I'm royal guy. Yeah, but that all navy, and I am a sucker for a matte finish. I wish all helmets were matte finish. That's pretty. That's pretty I nice. love a matte finish. Our producer helmet. Ben Bagley, his middle name is Royal. I know it is. Benjamin he, Royal Bagley. And he went to Utah State and Utah, so I'm assuming he likes the navy navy more. You would um, think, dude. I'm. I love. I love the. The white helmet with the blue face mask, like old reliable. Mm-hmm. I really, I love all of these, but uh, so I like, I like kind of the tradition still is the most. Okay. But if you ask me for a new one, um, I think it is royal with the gif. Okay, with mask. the gray. Yes, which is just, mm, just slick. What I like about this though is that there are combination. There are. Like yes, I endless want to- combinations that you can have with these in terms of the pants versus with the top yes. and different helmets. I want to be Boise State in Oregon with uniforms. Yes, I think it's awesome, and I think it's great for recruiting. Like while it didn't matter to most people in the past, it matters now. This is a thing. The fashion well, aspect of the, it is a big deal. And the money you're you right. Can make you're 100 that. right. That's why you do alternate jerseys is not only for the players; it's the merch. Ask George Lucas about the merch. Okay. <laughs> Okay, this whip item makes me a little nauseous. Okay. Kraft Mac and Cheese and Van Leeuwen Ice Cream have teamed up to make, wait for it, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese flavored ice cream. (laughs) Are you you running out to get some of it as it uh, drops today for National Mac and Cheese Day? That sounds so nasty. I will be, I will not be running, I will be walking. Uh, but I will try this. You I'll, will try this. I'll try it. Oh my gosh, that sounds so gross. Open your mind. You're right. It does sound gross. But I'm gonna try it. Yeah. I, I, I when it comes to like desserts, I don't. If I say that it's really good, and I'm legit, I'll be sincere. Will you try? It? If it's good. No. No, I will not. Awesome. I, I, I choose awesome. not to eat things that I know will be disgusting. Also, you actually care about like your diet. <laughs> Unlike me. By the way, it just looks like like that picture. The picture of it. It just yeah. looks like sherbet. Or it's, sher- it's sherbet? It's not. Sherbet? It's not sherbet. Sherbet? Sherbet. Sherbet? Sherbet. Ooh, French? Before? Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, coming up, a rise and shout out to the newest professional Cougar athlete. And 10 and 10 running backs is on the way. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by macaroni and cheese ice cream. No. <laughs> Gross. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us on Friday for the BYU Football Top 100 plays from Beck to Harleen to the Manga Miracle Relive the best plays in BYU history. You can watch it on BYU TV or listen on BYU Radio. Always a fun watch. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Or listen on the radio, of course. 
Come on. BYU Sports Nation live from Studio Beyond BYU TV and BYU Radio. Every Wednesday, leading up to the season, we do a 10 and 10, 10 lists in 10 weeks. Let's go. 10 lists in 10 weeks. It's Jerem, 10 and 10. Running back edition, honorable mention. I know BYU doesn't play Stanford, but Hamahe Mooley works here, so his brother Houston at Stanford, fullback, honorable mention. Very nice. Number 10, Craig Squirrel Williams, Baylor, 5'8", 173. 28 career carries, so not a lot. But in five games over two seasons, 8.3 yards per rush, three touchdowns. What will Jeff Grimes do with Craig Williams? Nine yards per carry in three or three of five games. Injured in 2019 and ended 2020 injured. If he's healthy, poised to break out. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with the, with Jeff Grimes being in charge of the offense down there. Plus, it is one of the most anticipated reunions between BYU and Baylor. Apparently, yeah, up apparently. your schedule. Number nine, Devontae Henry Cole, Utah State. Remember him! Utah transferred to BYU for a minute, and then Utah State. Never suited up for the Cougs. 5'8", 195, senior, again. Hasn't rushed for more than 279 yards in a season, but I think he's at least a 500-yard dude this year if he gets the chance. There's still time to transfer to Weber or Dixie. Oh, my God. Try and get them all. Get out of here. Number eight, Cyrus Habibi Likio, Boise State. 6'1", 215, Oregon transfer. 21 rushing touchdowns in three years in Eugene. Three and a half yards carry isn't great, but touchdowns are 21 TDs in 27 games. That's pretty good. Will Hank Bachmeyer be playing? Because that's really how it boils down to. There it is. That's what it boils down to. Number seven, Vavai Malepeai, USC. Senior, six foot, 220, 4.4 yards per carry. Three touchdowns in six games in 2020. Does have 1,500 career yards. Will be a fifth-year senior. Five yards a carry over 300 carries. 17 career touchdowns, 49 catches as well. Against BYU in 2019 in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, at 23 carries, 96 yards, and a touchdown. I have nothing smart I left to say, because when we're talking about USC running backs, if you're running back yeah. at Southern Cal, uh, you're legit and you're scary. <laughs> you got to be pretty good. Yeah, you're pretty good. Number six, J.D. King, Georgia Southern. Two years at Oklahoma State, now two years at Georgia Southern, over 2,000 yards, 17 touchdowns. 5.4 yards per carry in seven games in 2020 in the triple option there. In 2017 at Oklahoma State, he had a game with 36 carries, 142 yards at West Virginia. Five 100-yard games the last 13 he's played. I'm going to chalk that up to a BYU victory. <laughs> okay. Number five, TJ Pledger, Utah. Oklahoma transfer, 5'9", 193. In three years in Norman, had 5.1 yards per carry. Six touchdowns, 695 yards. Highlights include going 120-plus in back-to-back games last year against Texas and TCU. Second most carries in yards last year for the Sooners. Yeah, certainly with the unfortunate situation that Utah found itself in with the running back situation, getting a guy from Oklahoma that's had that type of production, that's, that's a big deal. Number four, Max Borgie, Washington State. 5'10", 206. He has 29 touchdowns in 27 games. All-purpose running back. Needs 13 touchdowns to become the Cougars' all-time leading TD guy. Third in the Pac-12 in scrimmage yards in 2019, thanks to 86 catches as a running back and five touchdowns in 2019. This is a guy you got to pay attention to, not just because of carrying the football, obviously. You mentioned the all-purpose yards. You you cannot relax on him. I'm actually excited to watch him this season. What did you say, actually? Number three, George Holani, Boise State. <laughs> 1,000-yard rusher in 2019 as a freshman. 5.3 yards per carry in two seasons. Eight touchdowns. Five receiving touchdowns as well. Went for 100-plus in three games. Had 20 carries, 97 yards against BYU in 2019. Uh, had an MCL tear in 2020. Yeah, that's the that's the question mark. You're coming off something like that. How, how are you going to – we know how good he is and has been. 
Certainly uh, like to see, you know, how he is able to come back from that injury. Boise State is like the Denver Broncos used to be. Yep. Thousand-yard rusher. Yep, they just churn him out. Number two, Rashad White, Arizona State. This guy's interesting. Small sample size with four games last year, but 10 yards per carry. Tops in the nation. 93-yard TD versus Arizona. I'm hoping Tyler Algier gets one of those. 105 yards a game. Again, four games, but still. Second most returning rushing yards per game in the Pac-12. Five touchdowns. Led the team in receiving yards as well. 571 scrimmage yards in four games. A transfer from Mount Sac. 11 yards a touch. Six touchdowns in four games. Yeah, he is one of the big reasons why the Sun Devils believe they have what it takes to not only win the Pac-12 South, but maybe win the Pac-12. Well, just be BYU. And the top running back BYU will face this fall is Keontae Ingram of USC. A transfer from Texas, six foot, 222, 339 carries in Austin, 1,800 yards, 5.3 yards carry, 11 touchdowns, two seasons over 700 yards, <laughs> 67 grabs for 515 as well. John Wilner of the San Jose Mercury News calls him the number two transfer in the conference to look out for. Success at Texas. Now you're gonna now you're gonna be at USC. That's pretty fun life. Yeah, that's not bad. And I go back to what I said. If you're a running back at USC, you're pretty good. I do want to mention uh, Ty Jordan, who tragically passed away on Christmas night uh, last year from Utah, would have been number one on this list. He was incredible. He was incredible. I mean, he he was pacing to be the all-time leading rusher at Utah. He was amazing. So we're still thinking about Ty Jordan even uh, you know seven months later. All right, coming up, who gets our elite voice of the day? Plus our rise and shout-outs. This is BYU Sports Day. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation is always on demand via the BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Pay there free. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. While you're there, please subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, which BYU football helmet are you most looking forward to this season and why? It's really fun. Dr. Billy Nixon doing work with that player experience. It's Mm going to be awesome. Brian Swim on Twitter. The one in the end zone. <laughs> that wasn't the well only voice. played, Brian Swim. That was pretty good. At Mad Eye Cosmo. I'm a Royal fan through and through, but I, I'm i going to go Navy with the white unis. Super clean. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited for all the new combos. Shout out to BYU Equipment and the team. They're doing some great work. They really are. They're constantly trying to innovate and look ahead. And it took a couple years to get to where, hey, we got some more alternate jerseys. Right. There, there have been some, right? 2019 had the... Uh, Kind of old school look, right? Um, which was super fun against Washington. And uh, the Black Uni is, uh, happened last year against San Diego State. During the Bronco now era. We have, now we have this. We had, we had the, the blackout. 2012 what, against Oregon State. What, were there any other? Because I know Bronco was pretty, he was pretty well, outspoken. Oh, nine. Certainly the, the helmet. The he Royal, didn't want any change. The Royal came out in 09 against Utah and Oregon State. Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. But Bronco, Bronco did not like, like the, from a, from a yeah. helmet standpoint, he was very much, I like the classic. We don't well, want to mess with the classic. Yes. And, I mean, he was, he didn't want to mess with that because Gary Croton did. And once Bronco took over, he wanted to go, he wanted to revert back right. to the, Original. The pendulum swung from original, creative, to yeah. traditional, right? This is just the way it's going now. Yes. It's the way it is now. You can have a balance of that. And, like, how often – we still don't know the answer. How often is BYU wearing the Royal Helmet, the Navy Helmet? Is it multiple games this year? I don't know the answer, but – Will I, each different player wearing, be wearing a different helmet? I'm pretty sure that's illegal, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, at Borge Tire, going against the grain, but I thought from the beginning that the white with Royal was the cleanest. I think they're all pretty clean. There is not one look that you say, mm, I don't really like that. Yes. Uh, the moment they release the tan helmet, I will hate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at Rahunt10 on Instagram. Definitely the all blue. It's all business, anytime, any team, anywhere. Rahunt10, which blue? Royal or Navy? There's two options. The all blue? Which one? Yeah, you're going to need to be a little bit more specific there. And maybe, we, maybe that's his point. As long as it's the blue. one? Yeah, maybe that's... Maybe we didn't get the joke. Maybe the joke's on us. I don't have a brother. It was me. (laughs) It was me. Uh, Chris Farley's last movie. What was that called? What was it called again? Wagons East. No. (laughs) (laughs) With the one with Matthew Perry, right? Yes. What is it? I thought it was called Wagons East. It's not. I can't. Almost Heroes. Almost Heroes. What what is Wagons East? Did I just make that up? I think you did. Or was that an actual movie? IMDb that. Somebody, please. Our Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sydney Mountain Resort. very specific for me to make that up, and it's wrong. I, don't, I hope it's a good movie. At Mr. Underscore Notham on Twitter. Royal Blue with the blue goggles. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. I like that, too. Okay, today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Got you. I'm going to give it to Abe Valdez, who we mentioned signing a pro contract with a team in the Mexican Baseball League, the Mariachis de Guadalajara. I love that name. I didn't very know cool. a team name existed. That's very cool, right? So congrats to Abe Valdez. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then uh, let's hand one out as well to uh, Greg M, uh, GBM for BYU. He says, hey, Twitter family, over the next year, my wife and I will need lots of prayers and well wishes as we deal with the recent breast cancer diagnosis. We are just starting down this rocky road, so any and all positive thoughts and prayers will be appreciated. Hashtag uh, cancer sucks. And, uh, you know, a lot of response to that. He said, oh, my gosh, you're all making me tear up. You cannot imagine what your sport and well wishes mean. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We would like to echo that as well here on BYU Sports Nation. Good luck in the BYU family uh, to that road. We're with you. Uh, hope that everything goes as well as it could possibly go. Yeah. Okay, thanks to our guest, Jake Heaps, today. The Ninja Warrior. Quarterback, Not bad, quarterback right? coach, and Not now ninja. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSN. Apologies to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Shout out to Shauna Robach, all-time leading score women's soccer. Speaking of great soccer players. And Winter Olympics. She was amazing. See you tomorrow for more BYUSN. Go good.